Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. One of the sponsors for today's show is Nation's Photo Lab Prints. Your photos don't belong on your phone, guys. Get 15 free square prints from Nation's Photo Lab. You just head to nationsphotolab.com slash print your photos and use the code happyhour15. Nation's Photo Lab prints are made by photographers for photographers. Choose from 4x4 or 5x5 sizes on their professional quality luster paper. And bam, you've turned your Instagrams into instant handheld memories. Make every moment matter. Head to nationsphotolab.com slash print your photos and use code happyhour15 for your 15 free square prints. Happy, happy February, you guys. If you're like me, you might have felt like January lasted for seven months. But we are in the month of February. It is Black History Month. It is Valentine's Day. It is probably somebody's birthday that's listening. Anyhow, I just got back from speaking at East Texas Baptist University this week with college students. And every time I'm with college students, my heart wants to burst out of my chest. I love it so very much. So if you're a college girl, thanks for listening. I hope every show you're challenged to love Jesus more. And also, if you're going to If Gathering this weekend, I'll be there. Please come stop and say hi. And then next week, I'll be at Novo, which is in Austin, Texas. So if you're coming, please say hi. I love getting to meet you guys when I'm on the road. So I really love telling you where I'm going to be. Today, my guest is Nicole Walters. So Nicole and I had never met. I just follow her on Instagram. Like you have people like that as well. But within the first few minutes of our conversation, you're going to tell that we had no problems getting to know each other. We jumped right in talking about granny panties. You guys, what is even happening? And then she told us how she went from a corporate executive who was married with no kids to mom of three quitting her corporate job live in front of 10,000 viewers you know, no big deal, you guys. Nicole is a God girl. And as she says, she is hustling to run a business and have a life that is faith forward. You're going to love this story as we talk about hustling for success in her 20s, building that side hustle, and then quitting her job. I love her adoption story that she tells us and then how she's handled some backlash from some viral videos. You guys, before we get to the show, I want to tell you again about Patreon. I've had a few of you send me some messages on Instagram and say, can you tell me one more time what Patreon is? So I'll keep telling you what Patreon is because it is so much fun. Patreon is a subscription service. So basically, here's how it works. You subscribe, and there are two different levels that you can subscribe to, either a $3 level or a $9 level. And within each of those levels, we give you extra content every month. So you know the happy hour with Jamie Ivey that you've been listening to for almost five years is free every single Wednesday. But we're creating new content, we're creating different content, and we put it out for our Patreon patrons, our party guests, as we like to call them. So let me tell you what happened in January with Patreon. I host an episode called Jamie and Friends, and Jamie B. Golden from the podcast was my very first guest. We had so much fun. Obviously, she's hilarious. We laughed. We're doing an extra mini series. We're doing four different mini series this year. So there'll be three episodes long. And the first one we're doing is on dreams and goals. And Laura Casey from Cultivate What Matters, she was my first guest. And I love talking about dreams and goals. And I 
extra love talking about it with Laura Casey. We also every month do an Unplugged with the Ivies, which basically, you guys, this is where my husband, Aaron, him and I sit in front of the computer and we do a live video chat where you can ask questions, you can interact. We had so much fun. The first one we did in January had a big parenting theme. Of course, I also brought up Sister Wives way more often than I should ever bring up Sister Wives in a conversation. But it's so much fun. February, let me tell you what's coming up. Michelle McKinney's coming on to talk about dreams. Jamie and Friends, I'll have another episode for you that is to be determined who my guest is. And then the Unplugged with the Ivies, which is just for our VIP guests. We're doing this on February 18th. And let me tell you what's gonna happen, you guys. We are going to cook a recipe during that hour-long chat. Not only are we going to cook the recipe, we're going to give you the recipe after we're done. So that is on February 18th. If you are interested in learning more about becoming a Patreon party guest of ours, just go to jamieivy.com slash Patreon. Again, that's jamieivy.com slash Patreon. If you get lost or you forget it, end up on my webpage, you'll figure it out. But we would really love to see you over there at our party. All right, you guys, here is my conversation with Nicole. Hey, Nicole, welcome to the happy hour. Happy hour. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun because I'm in your town. Yes, Atlanta. Usually people come to my town. I didn't, this is awesome. And I would come to Austin. Because Austin would. is phenomenal. And they have bats. Oh, you should come see the bats. I, well, I wouldn't want to see the bats, but I no, know it's that a they big have deal. Them. It's frightening. You go stand on the Congress Bridge, mm-hmm. but it's only like half of the year because bats go someplace else for the other half of the year. So they're when, like northerners. They go to, you know, Florida for the winter. So when you say see the bats, like see them in resting or like do they, it's like, oh, it's 530. We're going to happy hour. That's ah, what it is. So I you go it. out and you stand on this bridge, mm-hmm. the Congress, mm-hmm. Congress bridge. You stand on Congress bridge and like sun, like dusk, mm-hmm. the sun setting. Right. I'm telling you thousands upon thousands upon thousands of bats fly out from underneath the bridge and go wherever they go at night. I feel like we're all a little too casual about that. Would that freak you out? It's just a little bit. I feel like because if you had a bat in your house, you'd be like, do something. Oh, you know? you'd freak out. But Austin, keeping it weird, is like, <laughs> let's, let's go, go see, see the, the bats. bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a big touristy thing. That's Yeah. <laughs> but I would I would not take you to do that if you came to Austin. Of all the things? No. Well, I, the other reason I can't We would eat, eat the whole time. Well, so, okay. So Austin eating rules. So the one thing that I have is I don't eat from food trucks or gas stations. Can oh. I come to Austin? No. You're, see? You're done. That's it. I'm done. Let's meet in Houston. Yeah, to go to like the bougie restaurants. <laughs> Do you have, are you a little bougie? Oh, I'm very bougie. Okay. Like I'm a hot mess and I like nice things. I just don't buy them. Okay. That's I'm it. bougie in some areas. Yeah. Like but what? Like, okay, this is confession time. Uh-huh. I, um, because of traveling, right. I understand this. Right. I made a certain level on the airline. Yeah, me too, girl. Delta Diamond Medallion. Oh, look at you. I fly American. Yes, I hear this. I made platinum Mm -hmm. last year. Yes, yes, girl. So I've been getting (laughs) upgraded a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. When I don't get upgraded, I oh, feel yeah. like, why am I sitting why back here? Why am I here? back here? What am I doing? I'm, like- I'm, I'm put me under the plane. Put <laughs> yes. me under the plane with the luggage. It's That's over. exactly yeah, what I, I totally feel like. Get it. I totally get it. And I'm still in like business. So I've nope. got six, in- sure. six extra inches. Sure. Well, you've been ruined. You tasted the good life. I have tasted That's the good it. life. There's no coming back. That's how I feel when I go to Walmart and I have to buy underwear in a package and there's only five and they didn't give me two free. And I'm like, I'm not buying this. Do you buy your underwear from Walmart in, in a package? Yeah, $12.99. Um, I get that for anyone who's listening, just to bring high value from the top. Um, I get the Hanes pack. It comes in five. And um, usually there's two free yeah. and you get seven. Uh-huh. And that's sometimes. And if that doesn't happen, I usually feel like I'm not doing it. Like you got gypped. I'm not doing it at all. So now that the intimacy is gone. Okay. Now I I, <laughs> I don't want to be awkward because we for just met. <laughs> is this awkward? 
Is no, what I'm about to say might be though. It's my real life. I would not have thought you were like a cotton panty wearing girl. Oh yeah, granny panties too. I feel more secure. It's like okay. a hug. <laughs> I just like I love I just, it. Yeah, right up to my belly button. You know, so just if anyone thinks that oh Nicole's fancy, pff, the magic's gone. Can I tell you a funny story about granny panties? Mm-hmm, yeah. So this is like probably four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. We're out having a night out with the girlfriends, right. and we start talking about lingerie. Sure. And I'm like, y'all, listen, my husband does not even care. Yeah, like, doesn't even, even care. No. Like we've been married 17 years. Girl, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Do what you need to do. Absolutely. And I also said, I don't even wear not pretty panties anymore. Yeah, I no, just wear like cotton point. panties. Yep. I'm like, Aaron didn't even care. Mm-hmm. We go to like, Aaron and I go on a date a couple days mm-hmm. later. I'm telling him about this conversation. Sure, sure. And I'm like, I'm just so glad you don't even care. Right, right. And he straight up looked at me and he goes, I actually kind of do care. What? <laughs> I'd be like, really? And I was like, you have never told me I didn't this. Know it was a thing. No, I didn't. And I also wouldn't change. <laughs> Well, I legit told my husband, because my husband's the same conversation that I had probably a week ago, but I did it, you know, live on the internet. So um, I was talking about the fact that like we've been married for so long that I'm not gift wrapping it. Like the fact that it even comes off, like, I mean, usually I'm just like, oh, it's Tuesday. We should probably make something happen. Like that's where we are. For birthdays. Oh yeah. Birthdays, uh, bar mitzvahs, you know, whatever, you know, like we we make it an occasion, you Uh know, but it's like, I mean, this whole, oh, I'm going to get fancy pants for it. Like, no. And like underwear at Victoria's Secret is like $35. So expensive. Not doing that. So expensive. Not doing that. Now this, we don't have very many men listeners, so I'm gonna just go. Oh, that's fine. But all the ladies get it though. Because but what I'm about to say is, I also have. I I cannot believe I'm about to say this out loud. Mm -hmm. It may not make the show. Mm -hmm. I also have period panties. Oh no! I I was just talking about period panties. Yes. I have a whole stash, and I got them on Amazon. They come in a three pack, and they're amazing because I buy like super plus, right? Wait, wait, time out. Yeah. You're talking about period panties that you wear without a tampon? Oh, so let me tell you the story, girl. That's the thing. I'm trying to put people on. You can get these on Amazon, everyone. Changing lives right now because that's the business I'm in. So here's the thing. So I used to do like pads, like diaper situation, like the whole, like, you know, the overnighters. That yeah, yeah. Everything. And it's really, again, about security. I just, I don't want to deal. I fly a lot, whatever. So those, and I do super plus. I don't care how heavy I am. I'm doing all of them. You want your safety first. Listen, I want it to be non-existent. I want it to be like, does this girl have a uterus? I, that's literally the situation <laughs> I want to be in. So I, I got ad targeted on Facebook for those Thinks underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, have you know about? yeah I have a so pair. I have a pair. A pair, right? So do I. Bought them and they were like 30-something dollars. I was like, this is just out of my personal price point. Like I can't, like I'm getting value pack at Walmart, girl. Right. So then I was like, there's got to be another solution. So I went on Amazon and, the, and I found that they make them that are like three pack for 30 bucks, something like that. Bought like six pair. And, and you the, like them. Oh, they're grandma panties. I literally could wear them all the time. All the time. They're so amazing. Comfortable. Love them. Love them. Love them. And so now I just can do super plus, no pads, just those. Some What's people, crazy is this is the first thing some people are hearing about me. Well, but okay, you know, there's now so in. much. This, but this is why people love you. It's value. It's That's so why. value. It's Hello, we have value. just told you a lot of good These things. These are all the things you need to know. Bana- bananas have potassium, which is important. Is. Um, what else? Always do your eyebrows. It'll help you get a higher tax refund. Um, what does that actually mean? Eyebrows are important. They're essential to your like, life. I, I, I don't trust anyone with bad eyebrows. I'm not. I'm not going to ask you mm-hmm. about mine because I don't put anything. Oh on no, mine. your eyebrows. I, look, I already scoped them out. We wouldn't be sitting here. I did get. <laughs> I did get them waxed before I went on the road. I appreciate that. It just shows respect. It's but like I don't exfoliating. Draw anything in them. 
she does every time I get them waxed right. and I think I need to do this but I don't know you how don't to. You don't have to. They're, they're thick, to. they're full. Your arch is like exactly at the outer edge of your iris. Like these things matter. I wouldn't let someone with bad eyebrows watch my kids. I wouldn't let them prepare <laughs> my taxes. I wouldn't let them fill my Instacart. I mean like if Instacart comes and the person has bad eyebrows, I'm like, you know what? I think we're good. It's a big deal. Just take the stuff back. Get yourself <laughs> together. I can't trust anything in there. You make just a little bit sketchy decisions. Okay, so yeah. eyebrows matter. Bananas have to have potassium. Mm-hmm. Period paintings are amazing. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you do with your life, though. I exfoliate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I am an entrepreneur. I run a business. It's based on corporate strategies applied for everyday entrepreneurs so that they're able to be successful, live life with ease, but run like a real official business, not just a business that's um, making it up as you go along. Because there's a real way to do things and I get to show them how. How did you start this? So I, oh, how did I start the story? Okay, so I uh, was working for years in the corporate world. I worked building multi-billion dollar corporations and I was a senior executive at 28. So everyone else around me was like, you know, in their 50s and things like that. And they basically looked at me and said, like, you're good at what you do. That's super cool. But like, you're not going to be doing anything for like 10 years. Why? Because you hit your cap? Because I hit my cap. They were like, that's just like, you're doing great. You're going to keep doing what you're doing right now. Can for I 10 years. ask you a couple questions? Yeah. How'd you hit your cap at 28? You just worked your tail off? I worked my tail off. Okay. Yeah. I grew up super, super poor. So we're going back all the way back. Yeah. So my dad um, was a cab driver in DC. And so my dad's from Ghana, West Africa. And my mom is also from Ghana, West Africa, but she was a secretary at a boating insurance company. So um, I spent a lot of my time riding around with my dad in DC, you know, and it was funny because my dad, he's very, um, he sounds kind of like Mufasa from The Lion King. So my dad would be driving around and he'd be like, you know, my daughter, you only have certain choices. When we are driving around, you have to look at these buildings. You see these buildings? I'm like, yeah, dad, I see them. You see these buildings? You have two choices. You can either clean the inside of one of these buildings Oh, you can have your name on the outside of one. Like, that's like how my dad raised me, right? Right. So growing up, I've always been crazy driven. I've always said, even though I'm sleeping on a couch, even though I'm food insecure, nothing matters more than me figuring out the disparity of why am I like this? Because I know I'm not different, right? Like God gave me my unique gifts, but I know I'm not different. So if I can do the work, if I can hustle, I can get anything that these people with their names on the outside of the building have. So you just always had that drive. Oh yeah, heck yeah. Just, I mean, also when you're hungry, girl, <laughs> you can have that drive. Yeah, when, you're, yeah. when you're growing up without, you can make it happen. And um, so that's what happened. And so I just, I went to top schools, you know, I busted my romp, I made it happen. And then in doing all of that, I just soared through the corporate ranks really, really quickly. Okay, so mm-hmm. where'd you go to college? Uh, Johns Hopkins University. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. But that's like where I, I grew up in D.C. So. Okay, so you worked your way up. 28, yep. you yep. hit the cap. Hit the cap. And so then I went to my boss and I said, well, so what's next? You know, because super driven. Like, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, I came in, I scaled the division from 2 million to 200 million. You know, and I was like, so what now? And my boss was like, well, this is kind of it. You know, like, you'll just kind of keep doing this for a while. And I was like, hmm, yeah, nah, <laughs> you know, it's not going to work for me. So I started building on the side. I had lots side of- Side hustle. Side hustle. Live, I live, eat, and breathe the side hustle, right? A lot so, of women live, eat, and breathe that side hustle. Oh, absolutely. Well, and also like growing up, you know, with immigrant parents, and I think anyone, if you have parents in the South, if you have old school parents, you recognize that uh, one paycheck is not enough. People always had side skills. So even if your dad had his day job, he was always like, you know, an electrician or a handyman or doing right. something else. And that's how I grew up too, is just you got to have a 
couple of things moving at once. So I had a hair blog and I started my hair blog by shaving off all my hair and then documenting myself growing it back naturally without any chemicals. Okay, I did not know this about you. Oh, this yeah. is where you got your, your Girl, Instagram I'm name. full of surprises. I was also on Wheel of Fortune in 2005. Like how much time do we have? Wow. <laughs> did, you, how, did you win any money or a trip? Listen, so I won a trip to Iceland. I thought that Pat Sajak said Ireland. No. I was like, Ireland? <laughs> he was like, Iceland. I came in second to this girl named Wendy from oh, Wisconsin. Wendy. Oh, it's not personal. I've let it go. God's worked on me. I don't care that she won a Saturn Sky. They're obsolete now. Who cares, Wendy? I wish you the best. Wendy from Wisconsin? <laughs> Wendy from Wisconsin. Did you go to Iceland? I? I did go to Iceland. It was awesome. Reykjavik. I heard it's beautiful. It was awesome. It was a very cool Have trip. Have you been to Ireland? Uh, no. It's beautiful as well. <laughs> it's beautiful as well. It's okay, it so uh, this yeah. is just the best interview ever. What, oh my gosh. I, I cannot wait to see what we're going to find out next. Tangents. Okay, so side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Shaved off your head. Yeah, shaved, shaved, shaved off, off my hair. hair. Yeah, shaved your head. off my hair yeah. and then documented myself growing it back. And so that was my first first business, if you will. I don't know how to do stuff for free. Like I'm kind of allergic. So like I do free for church, for charity and for children. Outside of that, like I get the hives. It kind of makes me uncomfortable. My hair starts thinning. So I just don't do free very much. You know, I'm allergic, right? So because of that, I started my blog and I connected with brands right away. I was like, hey, you know, I've got this blog. I want to pitch with you guys. Here's an opportunity to reach out to sponsors. Like it was monetized as I was doing this journey. And I made other blogging friends and they were like, I've been doing this for three years and girl, I'm not making a penny. How are you doing this? So you thought I'm going to teach them? Of course. Of course I you was did. Like, well, I was well, I thought to myself, I'm in corporate. This is what I did. My corporation said, make me money. I know how to do this. I can make you money too. Like income is my thing. So I started teaching them that. And then before long, it was taking up so much of my time that I was like, you know what? I am making, I made a, I think I launched my first product and I made $11,000 in about three weeks. What do you mean launched a product? So my first product was uh, just my consulting services. I said, gotcha. hey guys, I'm available to you if you need it. And I started going live every single day. And this was back on Periscope when live streaming start, started happening. I remember that, yeah. No I way! No, I remember trying to figure out Periscope. Yeah. And I was like, new and confused. Well, you know, and- live is not for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and that's okay. You don't have to be all the things on all the platforms, but live is for me yeah. because I'm lazy. You own live. I don't like to edit. Girl, thank you. I don't like to edit though. Like, I'm like, what you see is what you get. I'm a hot mess. So what if my six-year-old streaked naked behind me? This is my life, okay? This is my life and I love her. You know, like that's how yeah. I am. So I started like live streaming this sort of journey. I'd go to work, come home and I'd be like, so I'm trying to build a business and like, it's scary and today's kind of crappy and I'm crying in a tub. You know what I mean? Like I would, and it's like, or today was awesome. I made like this much money and it really worked out and I'm happy about it. And people just were tuning so in for the journey. people are connecting and mm-hmm. going, I want, I'm, I want to see what you have exactly. because I'm interested in your journey. Yep. And probably I'm interested in seeing how's this, how could this work for me? How could this work for me? And once that happened, I was booked out. So, I mean, I made 11 grand in three weeks and it was almost like I didn't have a choice but to quit my job. So I had my quit day. And um, because- Like you put it on the calendar, I'm quitting on this day. That's right. Which, you know, it's always funny when you try to do things in your time instead of God's time. Yeah. <laughs> because sure enough, my quit day was in November and I ended up quitting live online in front of 10,000 people in August. I don't even know what you mean when you say that. Okay, sure. So you had 10,000 people watching you. I did. And out of the blue, non-scripted, you said, I quit my job. I quit. So I was getting ready to, um, yeah, I'm very- Was your boss watching? My, I was, my boss was on the phone. Oh, you're, oh you did it like on call my boss. All, yeah, I, did, I called my boss up. And I when I talked to my boss on the phone, I said, hey, so um, I just want to let you know, today's my last day. I quit. 
And my boss was like, oh, okay. So, you know, what's the deal with that? You know, like, why are you quitting your job? And I was like, well, the reason that I'm quitting my job is because my brain is dying. Like, it was one of those, you know, when you're in the moment, you have a hard time struggling with the words like that. Yeah. But like, it was classy, it was elegant. And he was like, I totally get it. And, you know, I understand. And then I proceeded to really tell him, like, I found a place where I'm living and working my purpose. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm making money doing it. And he was like, well, if you're making money doing it, then why are you still here? And I was like, you're this right. Is right. I'm leaving. So that was it. I quit my job and like 100,000 people watched within 24 hours. And then the business blew up even more. And that was three years ago. And in 18 months after that moment, I'd scaled my business to seven figures. And in three years, I was at multi seven figures and I have 15 full-time employees. I I just am like shaking my head. Ah! Like when you say to me, like growing up with your, like that story mm-hmm. that you said about your dad. Yeah. Like you can either clean the inside or have your name on the outside. Mm-hmm. And the, dr- the drive that he instilled in mm-hmm. you, it is evident that that is motivating you and driving you in what you do. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that is the first part of it. The second part of it is I got, I got three kids in that same time frame. So around the time that my boss said to me, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is a good fit for you. I met my three daughters, um, ages at the time, three, 12, and 14. Okay, so I'm interested. Can we talk about the yeah, story? Sure, okay, yeah. so I have four kids. Oh, uh, so you get it. Three of mine yes. are adopted. Okay, so you definitely so we're, get it. So All we have three of mine are adopted. A lot, yes, yeah, so yeah. we have a lot mm-hmm. in common. And mm-hmm. so I have watched your daughters right. on your page. Yes, and so you talk babies, about the, yeah. your babies. And you've sent a kid to college, mm-hmm. which I have a freshman at high school. And <sighs> so I'm like, it's on the, it's, it's in so my trajectory. Hard. It's so hard. Uh, but I want to hear about that journey towards motherhood for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was um, something I talked about in my podcast at the very beginning because it was something where it's an unorthodox adoption. So I was very protective of it. It was actually not something I shared in that story. But essentially, um, someone in our neighborhood, she was struggling. You know, she had addiction issues and lots of different things going on. And basically... Uh, we ended up helping her with her kids. It turns out she was going to jail for about a year and we said that we would- This is when you're in Baltimore, in Maryland. This is when we were in Baltimore. Yep. And so we ended up, um, you know, supporting her for a while, kind of mentorship. And then one thing led to the next and it just became very clear that these kids needed a home, stability and all that. Now, was that our intention? Absolutely not. Were we planning on starting our own family? Yes, we were. You know, did we have the money, the time, the resources? Not so much, but you know, like- God provides, you know, and that was one thing that we were incredibly clear on that as long as we were aligned with what he wanted for us and we were doing what we were supposed to do, everything else would come together. And it did. Um, And once you have your kids, you want to talk about regular drive when you have to look in the face of kids that need so much and deserve even more, you can do anything. Yeah. So uh, when you're in that process and you're helping Mm -hmm. the mom. Yeah. There's no intention of saying we're going to oh, adopt gosh, your no. children. Mm-mm. We even tried to get them like enrolled in like uh, special boarding schools, special support systems, because that was not, we didn't come into it with the intention of going to become parents to three kids at one time, because nothing's better than getting a toddler, a middle schooler, and a high schooler all at one time. That, those are literally the worst ages of, of raising girls. You know what uh, I mean? I agree. Like, yeah. Super pleasant, but like who wants a 13 year old ever? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like that 13 year old doesn't want to be 13. Yeah. You know? So it's like for us, we were just like, oh my goodness. Like, this is so, so much. But the reality was, it was meant to be. Every, it was completely divinely ordained. I am, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so grateful. So do you remember the conversation when you said, when like nice. the first time this even came into mm-hmm. you and your mm-hmm. husband's thoughts mm-hmm. of, we might be their parents. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, so it wasn't a 
it was stages, right? So like, because they were in our life and it started off as mentorship, you know, one of the things we said to each other was, listen, if we are going to decide to be in their life or go to this next stage where, you know, we take them for the summer or they're here for a weekend, you know, and all this sort of happening over the span of a year, if we're going to be there more, we can never step back. That was a one thing we connected with where we said, we will never leave because that's one thing that kids who come from difficult and challenging backgrounds, they're so used to people leaving and bailing on them, they expect you to leave. And if you ask our girls, you know, they'll say, what is the one thing that made us different? What let you know you could trust us? They were like, you're the only people that never left. Wow. You know, and, and that is why we just don't leave. I mean, it's also why we always tell them the truth because- Can I ask you what gave you that intuition? Um, I mean, easy answer, I, God, right? Like yeah, I like, prayed sure. over it and all that. But the reality is like, I know what it's like to do a lot of it yourself because I didn't grow up with like a safety net or a background or people who were going to help and story. And I think a lot of, you know, people who aren't like, didn't grow up very well to do, you know, even if you grew up comfortable, you know, you didn't necessarily have parents that were going to be like, oh yeah, crash a car and we'll get you four more, you right. know? So you just had to be aware that, what it's like to grow up with even less of that net that like if someone comes and provides something for you, don't ever put them in a position where they have to like yank or do without. So that was what I, I mean, I just didn't want to do that to my girls. Yeah. So, so you started to say, we've always told them the truth. Yeah. So we've always told them the truth. Um, That's the other part of never leaving is that they're in, they've been in environments where they didn't know what was going on or where things weren't stable or where they had to kind of figure it out on their own, or maybe communication wasn't so strong. So it's really important that if they have a question, and they're able to articulate it, we'll tell them the truth. So same thing with like our um, biological mother, our girl's still in the picture. So we have FaceTime calls with her. We talk to her if she wants to visit, we permit that, you know, but we are supervised and all that. So our youngest one doesn't really know her mother in that context. We've actually been in her life more than we haven't been in our life. So for her, if she says... um, like uh, there was recently supposed to be a visit that didn't materialize, which can happen, yep. you know? And uh, we typically don't mention visits until we're certain they're going to happen. So this was one of those rare times where we got ahead of the curve and it didn't pan out and all that. So she growing up now with us is like, well, why didn't she just take an Uber? You know, like, right. like just, you know, cause she's at that age at seven where uh-huh. she's like navigating kind of what is solutioning and how yeah. do we solve stuff? And is adults can do more. Why didn't they do more? And whereas before at three, she's like, oh yeah, mommy let me down. Like, it's okay. Where's the candy? Where's the toy? You know, it's just a different mindset. So when she asked that question, I said, well, she didn't take the Uber because she didn't have enough money to do that. And then she's like, well, why doesn't she have enough money? And, you know, sure, I'm not going to go into what she spends her money on, but I'll definitely say to her, you know, well, she's not a very good saver. And what's great is when we get money, we try to save it so we can use it in ways that are, you know, that we think will help everyone. And so she understood that. She took that in. And when she gets older, we'll continue to explain further. But if she asks a question, we tell her the answer. We're not just going to say, well, she really wanted to and it didn't work out. And, you know, maybe now next time and because that doesn't that it's doesn't that age appropriate truth is. which yeah. is i think i think a lot of times you're right is that parents are afraid mm-hmm. in other even other things not sure. even something like all that might be things. hard like this all yep. sorts of things parents are afraid absolutely and i think kids are way more intuitive than we give them credit for and i just don't want to be wrong about that yeah Do you know what i mean like because if they are more intuitive to something and i'm wrong then now i've damaged their trust for the future yeah. so like my six-year-old we have questions about we have conversations about everything yeah. so she asked me which i'm grateful. I don't assume she tells me all the things. I'm sure she talks to her friends about things she doesn't talk to me about, but we talk about sex and we talk about boys. We talk about married sex, you know, and we talk about the sex that everyone else has, her friends and, you know, things like that. And we say, hey, how do you feel about that? You know, and that is the number one 
thing that I always ask my girls. Well, how do you feel about that? So if they say something to me and inside I want to like run for the hills, screeching mommy, rip my wig off. Yeah, like say face. Oh yeah. Let me act normal outside Uh (laughs) and then say, well, tell me how you feel about that. So that that way I can kind of play off that Uh slash take a minute. give a minute to to like let the rage boil down, you know? I'm like, I got to calm down. So like that's how I approach, you know, because I don't know any of the answers. I'm a hot mess. So. Well, none of us know any of the answers. We're just getting by day by day. Just learning that. Yeah. In the very beginning, I was like, what is this? Because I lived in a suburban neighborhood and I actually had a viral video that went Oh, girl, crazy. I watched it last night. Did you really? Yes, but, I yeah, died. Where it was like, I had, um, I'd moved into the suburban neighborhood because also grew up poor, lived poor, moved into this neighborhood because I needed room for my kids and better schools all of a sudden. And I did not know, I don't know the suburban rules. Like, I don't know that you're supposed to like wear your tennis clothes to the bus stop and or a bra, you know? Like, I'm not fancy in the morning. <laughs> you know, I'm like, these people want to get ready. I don't know what that is, you know? And so like in my neighborhood, all these moms are literally like professional good life livers. You know what I mean? Like, and meanwhile, I'm like in the morning, I'm wearing the clothes off the floor. I'm like fumbling around in the dark saying like, let me smell this shirt because See, I have if to- it, If I can wear it yeah, to, the I have to, go to the bus stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I'm just figuring these things right. out. And I mean, in my neighborhood, people are fancy pants, you know, but- in reality, like, I think most people are like me. We're just trying to make it work. But also, even the Miss Fancy Pants in mm-hmm. the tennis clothes. Has her you things. You know, she has her things oh, that I she does she not have together. Totally, totally. Yeah. Like, um, people always ask me, and I've never actually talked about it anywhere else, but people have always asked me in that video, like, what happened afterwards, right? And you better believe that there were issues because, like, I went back to... Um, I went to like say to her, because, you know, like, be like Jesus, try your best, uh-huh. you know? Like, right. so after the video happened, I was like, hey, so I didn't expect, it was my first time ever having a like super crazy viral video. So I was like, I did not expect this to happen. And I just want to make sure that you understand that like, no one can, no one can see, no one knows who you are, whatever, but like, it's self-deprecating. Understand that like, it was my insecurities I was voicing. Everybody gets that, you know, but I just want to let you know, like, if it makes you feel any way at all, I just want to let you know, like, that wasn't my intent. I just want to make sure you're okay and blah, blah, blah. I just got to hear her out because she's in this, if you will. So went over, didn't even come to the door, sent her husband to the door, who's like 6'5". Wait, has she already seen the video when you went over there? Oh, yeah, she saw the video. Like, she texted me back and was like, uh, she texted me back. She was like, just stay away from me and my family. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's hurt. Like, this seems like it's a thing. Let me give it like a day or two to cool down. And I got a mason jar because, you know, Southern and some flowers and like walked over there. And I was like, let me just go make it right. Right. So I went over and when I went over, she sent her husband to the door and he railed at me. F-bombs, all that stuff. And I just stood there shaking like, (laughs) you know, like, but also being like, well, if this is the way he needs to respond, then so be it. Do you know what I mean? Like, let me give him his space to feel what he's feeling because all feelings are valid. Even if he doesn't understand or hear me, like it's valid. So I'm going to let him have that time. And then I was like, and it was funny because like, not funny, but like, she's like in the back peeping around from the kitchen, like kind of looking, (laughs) It was like this thing. And then it got to the point though where it was so uncomfortable my husband actually came out because like I was actually just like looking at his hands the whole time. Like kind of like, where is this going to go? Because he's making me so uncomfortable, you know? Um, But one of the things that he said, harking back to this story was, how dare you say that we're perfect? Don't you know we have problems too? And it was one of the things I never forgot because it was like, one, like, I'm sorry I said that you were perfect. 
<laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like typically that's not like an offensive thing, right. but it's clear that I hit a nerve. Yeah. And it also said to me, because for me, it was all self-deprecating. I'm like, she is so good at being a parent. Like she manages to stay fit, uh-huh. look good, kiss her kids on the head in the morning. Like, gosh, like I wish I could be we so all, much more. We all women have those we thoughts about people around thoughts. us. Like we all have those yeah. thoughts. Like she seems like she has it all together. And then it just reminded me like, none of us have it all together. Yeah. We are all a little bit of a hot mess. Uh-huh. And even the people you may admire the most, you know, maybe wearing cotton period panties. You never know. You never know. And they may be in <laughs> Walmart. Know. And they might be from Fighting Walmart. for those two That's extra right. panties they Fighting didn't get. Fighting for those two extra ones and leaving them yeah. there. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was transformative. So, like, seeing that thing full circle really helped me out. You wish you, are you still glad you did it? Oh, yeah, no regrets. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets because it helped so many people. So many people were like, this is my life. Yeah. You know, like, I think the video has, like, 25 million views. Yeah. And literally, vast majority, like, 99%, of people get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm never happy when someone doesn't feel good, but I also realized that the not feeling good really had nothing to do with that video. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. like, it's just sad, yeah. you know, but it's also, um, and then also they dropped a LaCroix box on my on my lawn later. So I was like, oh, we're being petty now. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I was like, you know what? That goes in recycling. If we're going to be like that, <laughs> then you know what? Fine. <laughs> but I think my favorite thing that you've said about this, mm-hmm. which I think so many women need to hear and grab hold of. Oh, yeah. Is that we all have something. We all have a thing. People might look at you and think, even though you are very like, I proclaim I'm a hot mess. Hot mess. But mm-hmm. still, yeah. even though you say that, mm-hmm. people will say, Nicole has it all going on. Yeah, and I don't. She's yep. running this business. She's parenting three kids. Yep. She has her husband that she yep. loves. That yep. She's buying cars for. Like, yep. she's got it all together. Definitely. Yep. And so I think it's good for us to all also be vulnerable mm-hmm. and say, here's where I'm failing. Here's the real. I actually built my business on that. So like, obviously my business is based on like, you know, solid business practices, teaching things of value, serving people. But the way that I get my audience, the way that I talk to people is by just being real and just saying, look, this is what's going on today. Like, I don't know if this thing works. I'm scared. I have pit stains. Like I've been on stage and said, listen, front row, your job, if you see pit stains, say something. Everybody raise your arm so that I don't take a messed up photo because this is my career. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we have jobs to do. And and I think that that's refreshing in this space. It is super refreshing. Because in the internet space, like isn't everything curated? Yeah. Like Instagram, it's like, oh, I've got a pink theme. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Everything's flat lays. Like nothing fell out of your purse that way, girl. Right. Like no. You know what I mean? Like that is not real life, you know? And I think that that is just, it's getting old yeah. and it doesn't serve the way that it used to. You know, like it's not always nice to look at something pretty, but it's always nice if it's in context. Well, I can see that that is what draws people to you as well. Is just that authenticity, <laughs> vulnerability, willing to say, here's what I've learned, here's what I'm doing. Okay, guys, I know you're loving this conversation because I loved it so much in the moment. And did I mention that when we recorded this podcast, we were at an Airbnb in Atlanta that was a old church turned into an Airbnb. It was so beautiful on the outside, so beautiful on the inside. But anyhow, it was so beautiful. And I know that you're loving the show, but I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. One sponsor for today's show is Bolster Sleep. Bolster Sleep Company is dedicated to helping you sleep well so you can live life more fully. Please raise your hand if you want anything to do with that. Bolster is passionate about their mission, which is providing high-quality, hybrid mattresses and bedding so that they can provide scholarships and funding to vocational and technical schools. So Bolster contributes scholarships to a technical school in Haiti that trains people in skills like HVAC, plumbing, electrical, and diesel mechanics with every mattress purchased. 
Bolster's premium hybrid mattresses combine real springs with a mid-layer of cooling foam for a much cooler sleeping experience. Tencel fabric wicks away heat and moisture while individually pocketed coils absorb movement so you can't feel people getting in or out of bed. Bolster goes beyond the mattress to provide you with a quality night's sleep. They also offer adjustable beds, sheet sets, pillows, and more. All of their mattresses are made and manufactured in the USA with eco-friendly materials. Delivery is free, and it has a 100-day in-home trial. Bolster Sleep delivers the rest that you need. We have one of the mattresses in our house, and two things I want you to know from my personal experience. Number one, the mattress feels amazing. I can attest to that. My daughter sleeps on it every night, and I love tucking her in just so I can lay in that bed for a few minutes. Number two, there are a lot of places you can buy mattresses. But with Bolster, when you buy your mattress, you know that they are providing scholarships and funding to a vocational school in Haiti. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR for 10% off your entire purchase today at bolstersleep.com. Again, that's bolstersleep.com, promo code HAPPYHOUR for 10% off. Guys, I want to thank another one of our sponsors today, and that is PrepDish. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. If you have a crazy schedule, this is such a time saver. PrepDish is what we need to start out 2019, you guys, because PrepDish does all the planning for you. No more thinking about what are you going to eat on Tuesday night? PrepDish does it for you. When you sign up with PrepDish, you're going to receive an email. And within that email is a grocery list and prep ahead instructions. So all of your meals are ready for the week. They're all healthy, gluten-free, dairy-free, and paleo meals that are real foods only. You're going to save time and have amazing delicious meals like smoky paprika chicken legs with a trio of roasted vegetables or turkey and zucchini lasagna. You guys, I could never make those on my own without prep dish. It takes away all the guesswork. You're going to get your grocery list. You're going to go shopping. You're going to come home. You're going to prep all the meals. And then every night, you guys, you are ready to get dinner on the table for yourself, for your roommates, for your family. And you're going to make amazing things. Right now, Allison, who's the founder of Prep Dish, is offering you $4 for a month-long trial. That's right. You get to try out Prep Dish for only $1 per week. There's nothing else that you can try out for a dollar, guys. It's a no-brainer. Go to PrepDish.com slash happy hour for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash happy hour to try your first month of Prep Dish for only $4. Okay, you guys, here is the rest of my conversation with Nicole. Okay, I've heard you mention a few times yeah. about faith. Yes. Yeah. Can I hear? Did you grow up in a Christian home? No, Where does faith come not. into your life? Well, yes and no, right? So I have a very prayerful mother, but she's like super Jesus. You know okay. what I mean? And like, I mean, she is just like all the things, you know, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like that. You know, I'm not like super Jesus. If she's that makes praying sense. for you when you come in the house. She's like, she's like, I prayed over this glass of water. I just want Jesus inside girl. Drink. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, she's like that type. Uh-huh. And I'm like, mom, like, it's just all right already. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But like, say it how she would have said it. Come on, give me. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, my daughter, come in, come in. I'm so glad you have arrived. So you must be testy. What, mom? Testy. Yeah, okay, I'm a little parched. It's okay. I have water for you. Mom, why is this water special? Oh, well, it's special because, you know, 
I have infused it with the Lord. Okay. All right, Mom. Can I just get... It's not even cold, Mom. It's not even cold. Is there any, any soda in this house? I was like, can, I, any, can I get anything else, Mom? You don't need anything else. All you need is Jesus. <laughs> like, that's how yeah. it is. Like, where it's like, even if I tried to tell Which her... Which is what I think of when I think of, like, West Africa. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's like... And the thing, like... The thing about it is I love her for it because I get that sort of context, right? So like, so even stuff like, I can't even tell her good news because she's like, well, how'd you think the Lord works? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, I'm like, mom, just be happy for me. Like, it's a surprise. It's not a surprise to me. Jesus can never surprise me with his goodness. God is faithful. I'm like, all right, mom. All right, like, I get, like, I get it. You know, right. most people are like, congrats. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like, so that's how my mom is. So love her for it. But that's, she is just all up in him, right? And then, my dad, solid atheist. Really? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. My dad is like, he grew up Catholic. He has no interest whatsoever. He's like, yeah, you know, like he'll say phrases about God as if it's a um, colloquialism. Like, you know how people be like a bird in the hand, two in the bush? Like, well, I pray to God that works out. And I'm like, you know, people really pray to God. Right, <laughs> like, it's not, right. It's not just like, this isn't just like a casual phrase that and we say in America. Still, and they're married still. And they live so. in the same house. They've been married for 40 years. And so she's praying over oh, yeah. the water. And yep. he's like, hey, listen, that's how God works right? You yeah. know, like, so, I mean, hopefully, you know, she'll work on him and For, someday he'll I mean, accept yeah. it. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, and what's great I can say is I've seen the contrast and I've seen the balance. I've seen what you can get through with God and I can see what you have to deal with without him. And that's been really powerful for me growing up. And the, neither one of them really pushed anything on me. I was baptized as a kid, but it, that's cultural. It, yeah. it wasn't really a choice, you know? Um, they didn't make me go to church growing up or anything like that, but I always, always had the presence. Of, like he was pursuing me, whether I liked it or not, you know, which is awesome, right? So my whole life, I've always had a presence. I've always had strong practicing Christian Christians in my life that were uh, encouraging me to, you know, pursue him actively and make him at the forefront. But it wasn't until I was in, I'd say like my mid twenties or so, which, you know, I know, I know what I look like. And so we don't really need to, we don't need to talk about my earthly age. My biblical age is 24. I love <laughs> so that. That's what it is. It's just alignment. Like, let's not be of the world. Right? I, I, let's I mean, be yeah, the, we are, we are of another we kingdom. We are of another kingdom. Yes. And in that kingdom, this girl's 24. I love it. So um, we won't even talk about my biblical weight. <laughs> so, but that's it's perfect. Said, Your biblical perfect. weight is, is perfect, is by perfect. the way. Yes. Okay. It yeah. is a size six. <laughs> so that said, um, you know, it was one of those things where in my 20s, you really start getting forced with um, or forced to make decision making that is very different from when you're younger. So when you're younger, uh, choices are either made for you or you kind of go with what the community is of the people you're around. But when you're older and you're starting to drive your own life, you start really realizing, where am I deriving my wisdom from? Where am I making these decisions? What sort of impact do I want to make on a, in a wider way, like in a, in a long-term scale? What's a legacy? Do I need one? You know, yeah. those sorts of things. And I was finding answers in the world for my friends, for my peers, but some things weren't sitting right. And part of it is discernment, right? You have like to you take- you had this kind of hole. This is thing. Yeah. It was just a little gap, you know, like where it was like, I and I had a relationship, I still prayed, but I wasn't learning about how to do that effectively or how to do it so that it felt right for me. And I think it, it's basically, it was that personal relationship with Jesus. That was the difference. So as I got older, you know, I started really pursuing him as much as he was pursuing me. And I started really saying to myself, listen, especially entrepreneurship, it will humble you. You know, like when you have moments where you're like, I feel like I've done everything and it still doesn't feel like it's enough. If you don't have something or someone to say, I know that you've got this, 
I know that you're standing in the gaps. You know, I know that even if I've done what I think is all right and it's all wrong, you can still make it right. Like that type of support in those entrepreneurial moments made me realize what if this was extended to everything I do? Mm. What if this was extended to parenting? You know, if I'm sitting here having panic attacks about whether or not I'm a good mom and I'm like, oh, but but God is the perfect parent. Like, my kids have everything, right. you know? And once I realized those moments and I started really communicating with him and all that, it just made so much sense. And I just got baptized, so. I saw that. I know, it was weird because it's like, I'd accepted Jesus for a while, but it was one of those, I was super nervous about it. I even got a Why? dress. I was nervous because it, it, it's a big deal. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it's that outward declaration of an yeah. inward commitment, uh-huh. right? So for me, it was like, um, like, I'm taking you so, so serious. Like, we're a thing now. Yeah. Like, I don't just like you. I like, like you. Mm. Like, it was like that. Yeah. Like, so it just felt like we're doing this together. Like, for real, for real. Like, I am with you forever. And I'm like telling the world. And I'm telling the world. Like, it was about telling the world, but also not about telling the world. Like, it was about saying like, hey, like, me and you are in this, dude. You know what I mean? It's not just me turning to you and saying, hey, dad, like, once in a while I need some support. It's like, no, dad, like, you are, like, telling me everything I'm going to do. Like, and this is what it looks like. And it's scary because I shared it online, but I went back and forth about that because I was like, I, it's personal and I don't want anyone thinking I'm leveraging this in a certain way. But the thing that I, I, and I get that feeling a lot because I talk about my faith, but it's one of those things where I know that like he he's put me on a hill to shine and I have to, right? And also in integrity as a business owner who, you know, God's my CEO, he's, you know, running this whole thing. Like if I don't share all of my business tips, that's not an integrity, right? So do you call this a business tip following God? This is part of my business strategy. Really? 100%. 100%. You surely have people that come in and are like, I don't, I'm not down with that. Totally. And I have people who say that. And I always tell them, listen, even if you're not, like I am probably one of the most tolerant, for, I grew up with an atheist, right. right? You know? So it's not that I'm not respectful of your journey, your path and your choices. What it is, is you get to know where I stand. Don't you want a business owner or a mentor or someone where you know that they answer to something that's higher than the dollar? Like, you're welcome. So you're basically <laughs> you know? telling them, hey, here's my strategy. And mm-hmm. part of it involves giving your life to Jesus, following mm-hmm. God. Yep, and that's Take how it or I leave it, my But business. here's part of mine. I'm telling you 99% of it'll work. I like 100%. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I'm telling you that magic 1% that really made, when you look at me, you say, what is Nicole's thing? That's the light of the Lord. That glow, like I exfoliate, I moisturize. That actual melanated lit glow that you see from my skin, oh, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. You know? And he is, doesn't come in a jar. He comes in a book. So if you want some, you can get some. You know, And that's what it looks Have like. Have you had pushback about... Um, I yes. haven't, so I have, so you know, what's funny. I don't think I get verbal pushback. Like some people will say like, oh, it's too Jesus-y, you know, like, or, um, if people get into my community, they'll say, I thought it was jesus than it is, but it's not. Because what they realize is that people in my community are loving, they're kind, they're tolerant. We're there for business. Above all else, we're there to do work. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what it's about. But we also have prayer call every Tuesday and it's totally optional. So I just tell people, hey, this is how I run my business. So Everything we do in this space, everything we do in our community, everything we do in our membership group is all business all time. But I'm letting you know I pray. So every Tuesday, 6 p.m., if you want to hop on this call, it's here. We're, it's anonymous. No one even needs to know you're there. But you know that no matter what you're going through in life, every Tuesday at 6 p.m., there's a space with people you love, who, who tr- you can trust, who care about you, and me, where we're going to come together and just put our businesses, our lives, or whatever before the Lord. Or you can just listen. Yeah. And, and so people show up, and we just have that time, and that's it. Have you seen lives transform 
for the gospel through yes. this? So what happens is uh, some of the best, like, I call them receipts, right? Like wins that I get. Like I'll get emails where people will say, and this is the, these are the type that I like the most, you know, like they're all good, obviously. But I'll get messages. I'm actually a little shaky. It's always awkward talking about um, faith stuff because you just never know how people are going to receive it. But I also have been working on, like, it's okay. You know what it's I mean? Okay. Like yeah. it's totally, it's okay. As in like, I don't care how they receive it because it's me and him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's my, so surprising yeah. to me that you, when you even say mm -hmm. it's a little nerve wracking talking about oh, this. Oh, it always is. Because it feels so not nerve wracking. I received that. Out of your Thank mouth. you for saying yeah. that. Because yeah. it's like my real life. So I yeah. appreciate that. But, um, but yeah, so like, here's what happens is they'll send messages and this is my absolute favorite. They'll say, you know what? I either grew up in like a messed up Christian background or I grew up, you know, not knowing anything about it at all. Or I came in really just wanting your stuff because my business stuff is so good. Like I'm really good at what I do. So they're like, yeah, like I came in and that was, you know, that's what I was here for. And I could kind of filter out everything else. But the reality is you just made Christianity not seem gross or weird. You made it not awkward. That's like a, you know? such a good win. It's such a good win because the truth is part of why I think a lot of people, including myself, like I thought that it was like, it had to be all like pews and like Hail Marys or like you're not a good enough Christian if you don't read your Bible every day or if you skip church, you know, and then you skip church because you're sick, but then secretly you're like, oh, I just really didn't feel like getting dressed. And I just wanted to watch Grey's Anatomy. Right. And I, like now I'm a sinner for real, you uh -huh. know? Or like I only read the message version instead of King James. Now I'll never be saved. You know what I mean? Like these, these feelings, these like imaginary rules about, you know, a God that's truly gracious and kind and compassionate. Like, but people realize, oh no, like Nicole's here. And yes, she talks about it, but she doesn't make it weird. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, maybe this is something I can look into. Or you know what? Like I drew inspiration from what she said and she said it's from the Bible. And I don't necessarily need to like look into it or go to church yet, but it's nice hearing. Yeah. It's just a positive, happy space. Yeah. And I like being here. Okay. So my question for you is mm -hmm. even when you say like, it's a little nerve wracking talking yeah. about this yeah. and you had to like think through, do I mm -hmm. want to put my baptism out mm -hmm. in the world and mm -hmm. everything? Is there a moment when you thought, am I going to incorporate this fully? Or is it going to be something that people would maybe find out once they get to know me? Do you have that moment? That's such a good question. So, because I have an answer for it. Which is like, at first I was like, where is she going with this? Will I even have an answer for this? I don't know. So I never realized what I was doing was weird. Okay. So like coming into this space and sharing my journey, I'm one of the few people online that you can watch my entrepreneur journey from $0 to multi-millions. And, and I tracked everything live. So when I talked about like, you know, all right, I'm getting ready to go film my first Academy. I don't know if my scripts are right. And I'm really nervous, but you guys, you know, hopefully you'll buy this thing when it comes out, you know, but I'm getting ready to go do it. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to pray before I go. And I'm just going to see like, you know, just pray that God is here and that he makes everything happen. I didn't realize that was weird. I don't think it's weird. Well, I know you don't think it's weird, but I didn't realize you unusual, uncommon. But that's yeah. what I think it is. I is didn't you don't realize see that, that in that entrepreneurial you don't coaching do that. space. Yeah, and even if there are people who are Christian, and the thing is, I know a lot of people that do what you do that are that are Christians, right? But it's not a part of their platform, right? Like that's a lot I mean. of there are a lot of people who don't like and not judging it at all. We all have to, For like, sure. it's part of your journey, right? Like to be able to do things the way that you do them. It's just that that's not my truth though. Yeah. Like, and I'm a talker. I tell you, if I tell you what type of undies I wear, why can't I tell you I pray? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I tell you, you know, that I buy super plus tampons, I'm not going to tell you that Jesus is my savior. That right. doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just, in line with who I am. No, and so I'm, I didn't realize it was, it, it was strange until people were like, I just love the way you talk about your faith, yeah. Nicole. And I was like, 
I talk about my face. When did I say something? Oh. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I talked like, here's an example. So I have like a marketing team, blah, blah, blah. They went through and they were counting like for copywriting purposes, every mention of God on like the main, like one broadcast I did or a main website it was some document. They were like, Hey, so Nicole, we went through it. There were 69 mentions of God in just this like two page thing or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, really? I was like, it's kind of sermony. And they're like, it doesn't read that way. You know, like no one would even notice, but you know, just letting you know this way it comes across. And it stinks because like, I don't want to be pigeonholed as like some super Christian thing, or I don't want it to be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, Nicole's out there. I'm not trying to like, I, I honestly am not trying to win souls for Jesus actively. I don't consider myself a preacher or a pastor or anything like that. I'm literally just shining my light, sharing my truth and hoping that, and giving credit where credit is due. Well, I think that's what's refreshing because mm-hmm. the women are listening and they're like, okay, well, here's what I do. I'm a school teacher. I'm a nurse. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a principal. I'm a banker, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them encouragement to say, mm-hmm. I can be who I am totally. wherever I am serving. Yeah, Whatever absolutely. my job is, I can bring my whole self. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to make a decision when I first started this podcast Mm -hmm. almost five years ago. I, I, I'm a Christian, Mm -hmm. obviously, Mm -hmm. not obviously. That sounded weird, but yeah, yeah, I can tell by your hair. Yeah. You've got eyebrows. That's from the Lord. (laughs) So I'm a Christian. And I knew that when I have conversations with women, we talk about everything. As you can see, entrepreneurship, period panties, the Lord, getting baptized. That's what it would feel like if you and I went to drinks, right? Absolutely. So that's what I created the show for. And then I had to decide, do I want to put it under faith-based. Right, right. Because to me, sometimes Christian stuff is dorky. It's it's not just, it's dorky and, and it feels preachy when it's supposed to be just hanging out. Yes, and it's not well done. It, yep, absolutely. So it's cheesy, it's dorky. You're so it's, right about it's that. It's low budget, mm-hmm. it's all the things. And so I had to think to myself, I don't want to be put into that box. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think, oh, mm-hmm. this is cheesy, it's low budget. Yep. And so Sneaky at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I, I am under the religion category mm-hmm. and I'm proud to be there. Of course. But I remember having to make that choice yep. of where do I want to put and align myself yep. because I want people to come to the show full, with open arms. For not, any reason, just to listen because it's good. Yeah, you know what I mean? not feeling like totally. it's going to be cheesy. I felt that way. And the, so the term that I use is I actually don't use faith-based because like I'm not faith-based. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's just a part of who I am. Yeah. So the term I use is faith-forward. So I'm like, I'm, I, like, I'm a faith-forward business owner, meaning like I'm not going to hide or not talk about the fact that, you know, I'm a Christian. And if you hear that I say God or whatever and you ask me about it, I'll tell you the answer. I won't dance around it, but I'm faith-forward. So you know know where I stand. I love it. That's all that is. And it's like, just so you know where I stand, you know that if I say, hey, you know, um, we're thinking about making changes in the community. Um, This is the plan, the business strategy, the business plan. But I just want to let you know, me and my team, we're going to go pray on it. I'll be back. You know, like, and so other business owners might say like, well, the strategy seems solid. We're just going to execute it. But I'm letting you know, like, that's kind of how we do things. It's just part of the process. Just so that when you hear those things, you don't suddenly say, what is this? What is this Christian thing? Right. No, you know where I stand. And that's it. Forward. I'm a faith-forward business owner. It's part of who I am. God goes first. He leads me. He's first. But it isn't my. It's not my sole basis. It's not all that I am. Like I've learned a lot of things. I believe they're from Him. But you know, yeah, it's faith-forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you just got baptized, but you didn't mention where it was. Oh, 
I was baptized in Cancun because I'm extra girl. I'm extra. I love that. Team the entire most. Okay. So I had an outfit, like the a out- baptism outfit. A baptism outfit. Love it. Yeah. Like I got a dress that I wore on my very first uh, vacation trip that I took to for myself um, after I did my very first launch. Uh-huh. So it was like right after that, it was one of those times where I felt like I really communed with God, like where I was like spending time, like sitting and just talking to him and just listening and all that. So I bought this dress in the hotel gift shop. And I remember saying to myself, this dress is so expensive. Who buys stuff in the hotel gift shop in Jamaica? You yeah, because it's like 50. Oh, it's like a mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was like, the dress was like $53. But at the time it felt like, oh, like what? <laughs> you just had a launch girl. Stop being extra. You know what I mean? Like, crazy. So like I bought that dress and that was a dress that actually, and I never wore it because it was super white, like that airplane landing strip, like super Uh white. And I remember thinking it looks great on my skin, you know, but I don't ever want to wear it and wash it. Cause you know, when you wash stuff, it gets like that kind of that gingy. And if any moms happen to know how to make that not happen, feel free to tweet me at natural Nicole. I just like really serious. I'm sorry to use your podcast for this, but okay. We'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, if anyone knows how to make that not happen, cause I don't even know what to Google, like how to make your whites stay super white, but not get like, a gimmick. I want the real thing. So if you have that, let me know. So in any case, I saved that dress and like it was the perfect dress to get baptized in because it was super white. It was like, you know, it was like just perfect. And so, um, and then my head of operations husband was, uh, is a pastor, uh, Pastor Bry, and he's on Instagram, Pastor Bry. And so he went ahead and did my baptism and we just woke up super early in Cancun and I took some time beforehand and, you know, just really reflected on it. And then we did, I did the dip. I love it. I was super nervous. I was I like, do I go forward? Do I go backwards? What if I get salt my nose? I'm sure Pastor, like, Pastor Bry filled you in on how to oh, do it. Oh, he filled me in on all the things. But of course, my brain is like, like I literally was like, okay, so I can't wear a wig to get baptized. God, you know what I look like. You were there when I was born. Like, you, like I just don't want this you wig floating me. off. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, like, so you understand. I want to appear before you as my natural self, you know? Like, so just don't judge me. I'm going to look nice, neck down. <laughs> do you think we're going to have wigs in heaven? Oh, I hope so. They said everything's there. I know. You know what I everything mean? Everything that's good. I listen. I'm here for that. Like, could could we not have wigs and hats? I never thought about this. Pastor Bry. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> I know. Pastor Bry. I listen. So I was joking with him. I was like, listen, so because you're a pastor and you were baptized before, I, I imagine God has like an inbox and you're like showing up in his Gmail inbox with a flag. So like if you go up there, just like how I think that if you pray in planes, it gets there faster. Like uh, logical, <laughs> logical. I'm telling you, like all these things, I got ideas. <laughs> I got ideas. So I always tell Pastor Bry that. I'm like, listen, so I have a prayer. I'm going to just go ahead and let you pray on it too, just so it can get flagged or at least boomerang to the top. Like, and sometimes when I'm in a mood, I'm like, God, have you set up a rule so I go into an instant folder? Because I need you to see this now. Now. <laughs> Primary inbox. Right. Don't sort me out. I am not spam, Lord. Like, that sort of Listen. thing. Listen. Listen. <laughs> um, okay, I love your story. And I love so much about this conversation. So much because- covered a lot. <laughs> because we've covered a lot. But it's so encouraging. It's Yay. so encouraging. And it's not even like, I know that you're phenomenal at what you do. I know that you're Thanks. great at your job. I know that you're great at coaching mm-hmm. and helping people um, take their businesses and companies to mm-hmm. completely 100,000 new levels. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't be able to do that if it weren't you. I appreciate that. Thank I'm serious. you. And so you're I- You're into me right now. I appreciate that. I know that people are listening and are mm-hmm. super, super encouraged. Um, I always ask my guests, that's mm-hmm. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, three things you're loving. And okay. I want to know three things like, things. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you loving? Okay. So three things I'm loving. So uh, one thing I'm loving is this highlighter by Becca. It doesn't look too glittery. And I got it at Sephora. It's a little expensive, but it's worth buying because you don't want to look like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know no. that whole trend right now where people put a little bit of highlighter on their nose? It's super bright. 
Well, I don't, I have like four pieces of makeup. Yes. I don't, I don't do, in, what you said highlighter, I thought like on my paper. Oh so, yeah. No, no, I don't do yeah, this. No, highlighters, cheekbones <laughs> on your nose, all that. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's like, it's, it's like glitter, but not too crazy. And it makes you look like you have cheekbones and nose. The reason why I wear all this makeup is so that people know exactly what I look like my whole life. Like if I literally <laughs> shellac my face with another face, I will just look the same all the way into the You're end. You're good to go. That's what it is. So Okay, so the highlighter. So is that highlighter. Um, another thing is I just bought my first Bible yesterday. <laughs> so I know that sounds crazy. That does sound crazy because I need to know what you've been reading. Right. Well, I've been an online Bible. Like, okay. you know, like a digital yeah. Bible uh-huh. and then also like at church, the Sky Bible works yeah. for me, you know, uh-huh. where they pull it down from the ceiling. So it's like I've been using that. But um, I just bought my first one and I'm loving it because it, one, it has, it's pretty, right? The outside, that like matters. why not? It's, it's called the Canvas Bible okay. um, and it's the message version uh-huh. because I'm not saved enough for the King James gotcha, version, still gotcha. working on it. Uh-huh. So I'm um, really excited about it. And I just like it. my husband was like, because we just moved to Atlanta and I haven't found a church yet because I'm just awkward. People hug a lot when you first show up. Are you, you not know? a hugger? Oh, I'm a hugger. Oh, I was like, you but seem I'm like talking a hugger. About, I'm talking about new church hugs. Oh. Like when you first walk in and, and you mess around and you're, they're like, hey, oh, welcome. Are you new here? And then you're like, you can't lie because you're in church, right. you know? So you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I do, I'm so glad you're here. There's all these hugs and they want to hold your hand as they walk you down and introduce you to everyone else and we'll put you front in the front row. row. Did you want coffee? But none in the sanctuary. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, so it's just, sometimes I'm ready and sometimes I'm okay. not. So as I'm walking through that new awkward church journey, and also churches are getting more like, um, I don't think I'm cool enough for church yet. Oh. Like you go in and they're like, so um, I just, because I'm not ready. I bring cash, you know, for like offering. And they're like, so if you're ready to make your offering, guys, we just feel free to just text in your offering uh, to 43612. Uh, text him. The H is capitalized. And, uh, you know, and if you want to go ahead and tweet your prayer request to our pastor. And um, and we're just so glad you're here. Like I'm, I literally am sitting there looking around like, where's the basket? Where's How the, do I, yeah. Uh-huh. Hot mess. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what, I'm going to just leave my dollar here on this, on this chair. I'm, <laughs> Somebody will get it. I'm a mess. So, so having a Bible to be able to at least do some serious studying awesome. as I'm kind of walking through this journey and like talking to my friend and engaging just to kind of, you know, stay sharp and, and get better yeah. is like, yeah. uh, so I'm excited about that. I got a recommendation for you. Yeah. Have you heard of She Reads Truth? No. I'm going to send you some info. Yay. I appreciate you. that. You should check them out. I will. It's an online Bible study. I think you'd really like I it. I appreciate that. Because you like online. I literally just said the other day, I was like, so I'm getting this Bible and I'm not starting from Genesis because boring. Right. Like, how do I read this thing? So I was like, am I just going to open up pages and just be like, because of the Lord? You know, like, I'm going to send it to you. One. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. So I'll use that. And then the third Highlighter, thing Highlighter, new Bible. What new else? Bible. What's the other thing I'm loving? I'm, you know what I'm loving right now? I don't know if this counts. It's kind of cheesy. I am loving my relationship with my 16-year-old. That's a good thing. Like, I don't know if that counts as a thing to love, but like, it's one of those things where you know how you love your family all the time, but liking them is such a like extra bonus. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes I, you don't like them. That's what I'm saying. And that's okay. Like, I really like who yeah. she is. Uh-huh. She's becoming this like girl with strong character who's smart and really knows who she is. She's and beautiful. Thank you. She And like that part, you know, like I couldn't have cooked any that good looking, you know, and I don't even think I have that in my gene pool. You know what I mean? So I'm grateful for her. And she's just, she just really is turning into someone that I admire, you know? And so that's, that's definitely. That's really cool. She's awesome. That's awesome. So, so yeah. she's a sophomore? 
She is a junior. Junior. Yeah, she's a junior. She's getting ready to go out in the world. And I actually am doing the thing where I'm like, well, we got to teach you how to like find an apartment and all that. And she's like, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm staying right here. Yeah, and I'm like, give her two more years and she's going to be like, so ready. Yeah. You know, yeah. so just enjoying that time right now with her because it's just been fun. She's just, she's awesome. So that's 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 a really big that win. Counts as a it thing. totally counts because yeah. that's a win. Cool. Um, Nicole, this has been phenomenal. It's been so much fun. Okay, so also tell people, you just started a podcast. I did just start a podcast. So these are podcast listeners. So they yes. like, podcast. So yes. tell us about your podcast real quick. So so they can listen to my podcast. It's the Nicole Walters podcast. So you launched this January. I launched it in January. Okay. Yes. And it went to number one in business in uh, like within 24 Congrats. hours. And then it hit the top 10 in the world. That's unbelievable. Within 24 hours. And I did nothing. This is, you want to talk about Jesus thing, especially these are Jesus girls and they yeah. hear it. Like I did nothing. We literally like launched it and we were like, what's going to happen? You know, but we'll just be happy if we hit like 200 or if anyone even sees it. Girl, we were getting like 250 downloads um, every 15 minutes. It's amazing. I was like, this is crazy. So it's not like this type of podcast. Just so, just to be honest, if yeah, people are like, I you. like interviews. Yeah, it's more like storytelling. Yeah. So every single episode is like 15 to 20 minutes. So it's enough time before your kids like lick an outlet and try to hurt themselves, uh -huh. you know? So it's it's fun. It's great. It's real. I tell the journey. I tell about my kids and it's it's just us hanging out. So No, my assistant, Lindsay, she's been listening to it. No way! And so she told me about it. And she's described it as kind of essay-driven like that. Uh -huh. Like you talking and telling stories mm -hmm. and encouraging. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. people will love it. People will love hey, it. Thank you so much. Okay, where can they find you? They can find me and everything else I do at NicoleWalters.com. Everything you do. Yes, everything I do. All the things. All the things. Okay, <laughs> Nicole, thank you. Thank you so much for this. So great. You're great. Thank you. You guys, the energy that Nicole brought to this podcast is the same in person. She was the same when we were recording and when we were not recording. Also, you have to go see her viral videos. They are hilarious. We laughed a lot together. And even after the recording stopped, she was so kind to offer ideas and encouragement for our team and how we can keep being faith forward while building all we are doing over here at the happy hour. Go follow her on Instagram if you don't already because you're going to enjoy her videos, you're going to be encouraged, and you're going to be inspired. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Jonathan Pitts. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you will know that I do not normally have men on the happy hour. Well, next week is the exception. Jonathan Pitts is husband to Winter Pitts, who tragically went home to see the Lord in July of this past year. I sat down with Jonathan recently and he shared all kinds of things about the relationship that him and Winter have, her purpose that she fulfilled while she was here, and how he is still carrying on her mission that she started with her ministry for girls like you. You're gonna love our interview. You're gonna be praying for the Pitts family. You're gonna need some tissues. So come back next week as I sit down and chat with Jonathan Pitts. You guys, enjoy your week. If you're coming to If Gathering this weekend, come say hi. If you'll be at Novo next week, come say hi. Share this show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. And I will see you right back here next week with Jonathan Pitts. <laughs>